Hello and welcome to my podcast called Innovation. Innovation was inspired by my previous podcast, Silence, where over the course of two years, I spoke every week with a total of 100 women from science, technology, engineering and mathematics or STEM. I kept all of those guests anonymous so that they could talk openly and honestly about their lives and we discussed everything from their experience to what they've learned along their life journeys and their hopes and ideas for living fulfilling and contented lives. Because their identities were always kept safe, the conversations on silence were always so raw and transparent and we didn't just talk about being women in STEM but about everything. The topics that tended to come up were also the same topics that I discussed with my friends and family or my mentees want to talk about, or people come up to me after a talk I've given in schools and colleges and ask me about these topics privately. So I thought rather than keep the topics intimate, why not open it out to the whole world through a podcast um, and, you know, bring these issues to light, essentially. So what I've done is I've sifted through all the episodes of Silence to bring you my favourite sound bites on these certain topics and each week on innovation I'll be reflecting on the perspectives that came up on silence that I feel are actually pearls of wisdom that I found particularly provoking, inspiring and even empowering in the hope that they resonate with you too. This week is all about surviving. So why did I choose a topic like this? Well I have to say that I chose uh, surviving and thriving as a topic um, But actually, the women on silence often talked about their methods of surviving. um, And as a result, they're thriving. Um, And, you know, learning how to survive really is a way of thriving. I mean, just the simple act of being able to survive means that you are thriving I mean you've done it you survived sort of thing so surviving I think is something that we really try and work out especially as minorities Um, life is really tough and challenging and uh, you know most of us don't really have the right answers and we're having to figure it out as we go along I mean I, I I'm often amazed when I hear other people's stories just what some people have to contend with. I mean, not everyone will have the same experiences. Some people may never, ever go through life ever feeling like they've got to work out what their purpose is or work out what the meaning to their life is. They just get on with the day-to-day tasks of, um, you know, getting a job, raising a family, you know, the usual things. Um... And maybe it's only me or, you know, very few of us that really sort of try and figure out how to have a really fulfilling life. But that's probably another topic for another show. But I do spend, myself, I do spend a lot of time thinking about surviving and thriving. Um, Yeah, maybe actually I'll call the podcast Surviving and Thriving because it is something that is of major concern for me like I definitely want to go through my own life making sure that I've done the best that I can with the resources I've been given and with you know the characteristics I have I want to make sure that I 
have done my best. It's really important to me to have done my best. And so it is more about thriving than surviving. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to get the takes of different women on this subject because um, for me, sometimes I feel like I so don't know what I'm doing and I feel so lost um, and I feel like I have to sort of recalibrate to figure out like what are my goals, what are my ambitions, what do I want out of life, am I happy? I find I'm doing that a lot um, and I've always done that a lot uh, because it isn't just mere survival for me. It is about being able to do my best. So as always, I wanted to go to my episodes in silence and pick out quotes that I came across on this topic to see what other women have said. And uh, we'll start with a quote from episode 15. I'm not scared and that that's the thing that I think we still need to be talking about is although I'm doing all of this stuff I still get scared it's just that I do it anyway because mm. I know that I will survive and it's not the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me and and often the worst thing that can happen is pretty mundane so yeah I think the guest from episode 15 she really has an inner self-belief that she will survive Um, and I think she and I share the same sort of need to make the most out of our lives. For her it seems like she didn't want to have a boring dull conventional life. What she wanted was a life that where she is making the most of what she's got, her resources, her talents, her skills. Not just to survive but to really thrive. I really like her honesty about being scared about surviving because I think, you know, many of us do live in, you know, some kind of anxiety or worry or fear, particularly now um, while we're in the middle of this pandemic, you know, of actually not knowing what it is that we want to do, you know, not, not having that guarantee and not having that sort of confidence to say yeah this is the right thing you know often many of us are trying to figure it out as we go along and uh, I really enjoyed my guest from episode 15's um, honesty about how she is scared at times and I think it's okay to acknowledge that trying to survive is scary Um, and that we don't always get it right, but we are doing it because we want to have the best lives that we possibly can provide for ourselves. And I think it's, you know, a lot of people will try to sort of pretend that they're not scared and they're not anxious and they've got this and they're really on top of things. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to come across as not being able to cope with the challenge of surviving but I think by being honest that you might be out of your depth you don't know what you're doing or you're a little bit lost and things like that I think that can actually be really empowering because by admitting those things you admit that you're human and you know that old saying of like I don't know something along the lines of you 
are most creative or you learn the most when you're out of your comfort zone. I think when we're out of our comfort zone, that's when the anxiety and the fear can creep in. But I think anxiety and fear and all those negative feelings are actually sort of nudges which make us go out and get the skills that we need. You know, if there's something, if we don't know how to swim, for example, and we find ourselves in a huge amount of water, you figure out how to swim. But you figuring out how to swim is because you're scared of being in water and not knowing how to swim. So I think... It's really important to embrace the fear that comes with trying to survive um, because it often can really make you focus in on what it is that you need in order to survive. And then you end up picking up skills and learning new things. And that's where the thriving part comes in. This from episode 39. So you basically pick up skills to 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 survive in the the environment you are in. So probably other people can do it uh better. Some people can do it better. Some people might not be able to do it. So it, it I think it's a very personal decision. But I I do think planning is quite important. It's so interesting because I um recorded an episode 20 of silence and honestly the speaker absolutely blew me away with the way the way she was talking the way she was articulating herself um she was so far-sighted with her goals and ambitions very daring and courageous willing to take risks very realistic about where she fit into society you know, how her past, her ancestors, her parents, all influenced who she was today. She was very honest about how lucky she was um, and that not all women are as lucky as her. You know, when we talked about childhood and motherhood and sort of having a career and juggling all those things that women feel a lot of pressure to juggle. And I'm going to leave you with this really, really long quote and we can dissect it afterwards. But um, I must say, like, this quote, even now when I hear it, really shocks me because her honesty and her clarity and her unsugarcoated delivery was almost shocking. Take a listen to this. Basically, men prioritise their work women prioritise men because they want to get the men in order to have the babies to stop that biological clock ticking and then and they think then they're going to live happily ever after but they don't realise actually the journey you know of um, hell has just started because then what they then have to do is once you're married or you've got your long-term partner you the relationship will survive on the premise that you put his needs above yours and because that Mm -hmm. is gender conditioning um, you know, he's basically been trained by his mum to think like that. Um, so women are also part of the problem. And um, and then they, you know, they end up then having to put their needs below their below the man that they're with. And if they don't, the man will walk out and go somewhere else and there'll be other women willing to, to you know, play second fiddle. And um, and then 
that's not the end of it. Then the kids come along. They want to put their needs. So all of a sudden you have a hierarchy where you've got the kids' needs, then you've got the man's needs, and then right at the bottom is your needs. But surprise, surprise, there's no time and energy left for your needs. So you end up working like a zombie for 10 years, 15 years. Your kids grow up. They then find their own way. Your husband or your guy probably ends up leaving you because you become a bit boring because you're obsessed with kids. And and, um, and then you end up middle-aged, midlife crisis, can't get back to work properly on the same level that you were before i mean you know at my age i'm seeing women i see women going into the tunnel i see women walking through that tunnel and i see them coming out of the tunnel where they've hit their late 40s their guys left them the kids have gone to university they've got empty nest syndrome and um and they are financially have to downsize because the guys left them for some woman i mean i see it time and time and time again and i'm like oh my god um and so I just figured out a plan. I just thought, right, I'm not going to marry a man who's going to put his needs above mine. I'm going to marry a man who um, is an equal partner. I'm going to marry a man who's got a very strong mother because then he knows how to, that he knows how, you know, women can be strong in those positions. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm financially independent. I'm going to keep my career running the entire time. I'm going to make sure that he steps up and does at least half, if not more, um, in the house as well as the kid. And um, and I'm going to make sure that I build my career and my sense of self so that I don't come out of that tunnel, you know, after my kids are grown up, completely alone and vulnerable. It is so interesting how women today have really got into a role. They're playing a role in society which has evolved over time. I think we're now at a point where women are really starting to become empowered and they're finding their voice, they're finding their confidence and they're prepared to step up and participate in life. I think there was a time when women were very much subordinate and we were just there to play a very subordinate role and men were extremely dominant. But I think we've now got to a point where women are really starting to shine through. There are such incredible women leading countries and leading very influential bodies. um, And they're doing it well. And they're doing it in a very feminine way with empathy and consciousness. And um, it's beautiful to watch. Um, Because I think, you know, before we were led by greed and ego and all these not so great things. And uh, we ran ourselves into the ground. But I find that even though women are becoming more and more empowered today, there are certain things that we need men for. And I actually don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, you know, wanting to find a man to start a family with is a great thing. I mean, I think families should have a balance of parenting. Um, You know, I think there should be a balance, a yin and a yang, um, you know, two sides to the seesaw kind of thing, Um, whether you're male or female or anything in between. I think, you know, doing the job by yourself makes it that much harder not that I really know because I'm not a parent, but like I'm assuming so. And um, and so women are having to make compromises in order to continue that family model. Um, 
And it's tough, you know, we've been trying to find our way with that. So I don't blame women for wanting to put their career to one side in order to find a man. But I think it's so interesting that my guest from episode 20 talks about it as though we are doing ourselves a disservice. And it's interesting to hear her way of getting around these female roles of being beneath men. Um, And I think she's one of these guests who was really trying to break through that glass ceiling and do things differently. And it's pioneers like her and trailblazers like her that will change the role of women today. I think men are getting to a point today where they are not domineering. I think I've certainly come across, you know, partners of my female friends or uh, just generally I'm hearing men who are becoming much more awake and conscious to the roles that they should be playing. You know, leaders are becoming a lot more empathetic. They're becoming a lot more appreciative of what women bring to the world. They're They're becoming more grateful for the balance between masculine and feminine energies. And so this traditional role of a man sort of ruling the roost uh, is starting to fade, which is great because it means that there's more gender equality to go around. And I think anyone who does that have that sort of male chauvinist perspective is starting to become more unpopular. I think what she describes about the male and female role is thankfully becoming outdated. I mean, I think there were generations that were very much like this, but I think the newer generations that are coming through don't have this because I think they grow up with mothers who probably had more power in the dynamic Uh, compared to older generations where the mother was probably a bit more subordinate. And so I think the model that she's describing is a generation that is starting to fade because when I think about, you know, for example, President, Vice President, because when I think about, you know, for example, Vice President Kamala Harris coming from a very blended family getting married at the age of 50 was it um and not having kids of her own but actually taking on the kids of her now husband I don't feel like women who are in those blended type of families um are playing second fiddle I think they have made choices about what they want in life and they are just following them I think the mentality of this particular guest is very much that women are expected to do everything. They are expected to have kids. They are expected to have a job. They are expected to do so many different things. And I think generations today are saying, you know what, it's actually really impossible to have all of that. So I'm going to take pieces of that that I want for myself and and find a blended way of having the rest. Um and so the pressure is off to do everything. But, you know, guests like my guests from episode 20 are so capable and so um, 
you know, pioneering and amazing in their own way that they had all of that pressure to do everything. And she is a guest that pretty much achieved everything. But, you know, is probably running ragged in the process. Um, and, and maybe a little bit resentful of the amount of pressure she's put on herself. I do completely agree with this idea of being self-sufficient and taking care of ourselves and our needs and pursuing what it what it is that we want for our own lives. Um, but I don't necessarily agree with this approach of seeing our partner as someone that will be disloyal. I think it's good to safeguard ourselves against that because you, you know, can't 100% trust people and, you know, everyone has their own journeys and, you know, their own paths in life and you can't predict how people might change or how their outlooks might evolve over time. You know, we just don't know what the future holds. Um, and that includes for people, for health, for, for, for even just the planet. We don't know when, you know, some uh, natural disaster might strike. I mean, there, there are just so many things that could happen that we couldn't plan for. And so I think it's really smart to always just make sure that you are putting your own oxygen mask on before helping others kind of mentality. But I also think it's a little bit sad that we safeguard ourselves from future events because we may be betrayed or let down. I I think it's important to take care of yourself with love. Put it that way. I think it's really important to take care of yourself with love for yourself and for other people and whoever's in your life. I don't think taking care of yourself because someone may really hurt you one day is the way to go. And, you know, from this clip, we don't know which way my guest is, you know, is she safeguarding herself because she thinks her husband's going to run off with another woman one day? If so, I kind of feel bad for her because who wants to be married to a man that you think will do that? At the same time, I think it's also really smart that she is safeguarding herself against things like that that could happen, which we've heard time and time again. You know, it's very empowered to safeguard herself against events like that. Um, But also, I mean, you know, men and women have a duty to behave with integrity, surely. Um, so I don't know, I'm like in support of her and also hoping that she's okay in her marriage and that, um, things are okay and that there's love, that she's surrounded by love really. Um, but you know, her entire thoughts on this was so interesting to me because I think they really represented a generation who... A generation of women who were very much beneath the man. And I think times have really changed now, luckily. Um, So that men and women do see each other a bit more 
equally than before. Um, and I think when we do see each other equally, we're able to not just survive, but also thrive um, instead of having to play catch up because we're not seen equally. And I think that's the point here is that by seeing everybody with love and understanding, we are able to thrive um, rather than just be desperately doggy paddling um, in order to survive uh, because of just a complete lack of support and encouragement. And actually, on that note, my next guest from episode 24 really had a difficult childhood. You know, her parents were drug addicts and um, her home life growing up was really kind of traumatic and difficult. And she actually talks about those difficulties as being a good thing looking back because it gave her the strength to survive in normal situations you know it toughened her up um it allowed her to develop skills and so it is really amazing that through adversity you could actually come out thriving um but during that adversity you're actually surviving and i really do think that surviving and thriving go hand in hand as we hear from my guest from episode 24. But, you know, that is my journey. And it actually has laid a foundation for some of my strongest attributes, right? Which is a tenacity and um, also just kind of a fierceness to want to um, survive, you yeah. know? And, uh, um, and I think... Uh, Maybe men have that a little more easily accessible to them just on the way that they're, you know, raised from being boys to toughen up and and act as if and and uh, deal with failure a little more. Um, I'm not saying it's right, but it might prepare them better for these environments or at least they bring that into these environments, you know. First of all. Whenever I'm going through difficult times, I always try and console myself by saying, this is making you stronger, this is making you stronger, this is making you tougher. And I always try and find the silver lining, even in the worst experiences, um, the health of the people I love uh, has proven to be the most challenging thing for me. Um, You know, losing people that are dear to me I think will be the toughest thing to go through and my own health will be the toughest thing to go through but when you survive that you end up just being so much stronger for it if you're able to see the silver lining in things and I really do feel that people who are in a minority go through that because you know not being able to belong to something and not being able to connect because you're different to most people um can almost feel like well can just feel like the worst thing ever and so i'm going to leave you with a final quote from a guest from episode two which is one of my absolute most favourite episodes. Um, 
where she speaks about being in a minority and surviving and and pushing through that and making a choice. Um, Surviving does take a huge amount of courage and bravery. Um, And if you are able to not play the victim and really see, see it as a challenge that will ultimately empower you, then I think you've got the right attitude to adversity. This from episode two. Is, um, I think change requires courage. And then you just make a choice. Do you just want to survive or do you want to leave the world better than you found it? And, and, and I don't want to be dismissive about surviving because surviving can mean supporting a family, bringing joy to others. There's, that's a very important role. But I think there's a question of how do you want to contribute and what, what stamina or resources do you have? So how much of that is influenced by being a woman? I mean, I, th- I think I read about this when, you know, or if you talk to people of color, minorities, any kind of group that's been marginalized, they talk about having to do twice as well. And, you know, you have no latitude. Um, and I think that's true as a woman as well. I mean, you just you just do not have as much latitude for making mistakes or so much more is just I don't want to say so much more is expected of you, but it comes with its own challenges. And, you know, like anything else, when you're the only one, whatever it is, woman or man, you have to work extra hard to connect with others. You might be missing a shared language or a lexicon or a set of gestures that are understood or reference points. You know, it's like this is why when people talk about the locker room, like, yeah, there's an entire young adulthood spent forging shorthands that can be disparaging or not. And we don't share in that for good or for ill. It's just different. And I think a lot of people are threatened by difference. I think surviving and thriving in the world that we live is never easy. But I think that pushing through with courage always motivated by love is exactly what will allow us to thrive. All of this talk actually just makes me think of the quote from Maya Angelou, which is, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor and some style. And I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for listening this week. Please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review if you can. I'd love to have your feedback about this episode or any others that you've listened to and maybe some suggestions for future topics for this show. It's all about self-discovery and evolution on innovation. So be kind and loving to yourselves and I wish you all a great week. Thank you.